Always be clear where you get your conservative talk. The St. Louis Business Journal is now reporting that liberal billionaire George Soros is the largest shareholder of Odyssey. The parent company of KMOX and 97.1 Talk. Soros' maneuver raises critical questions about the future of media ownership and influence. Money and attention is power. And when he has the money and he controls what's on the radio stations, he's going to be able to control the mind. Potentially hundreds of millions of Americans. St. Louis's trusted source and number one. Number one. For conservative talk. This is News Talk STL. The former chief of policy at the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service, Rob Law, is back on the show with us. Rob, thanks for your time this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to be back with you. You bet. So, uh, so many things, so many questions that I wanted that I have for you. There's so many things that we could we could talk about when it comes to uh, the immigration uh, situation in the country right now, the southern border right now. Of course, this uh, Lake and Riley story continues to develop. Um, before we get into all of those details and, and specific stories and things like that, can you just sort of set the table for us on? I think we're so far gone. I think we're so we're so far down the road with this uh, with this crisis, this border crisis that people don't even remember like how it's you know quote unquote supposed to be or you know how it's supposed to work can you just kind of it the cliff notes version of 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 why we are in this position right now in this country how how has this administration or whatever the policies of the past or the policies of uh, uh, uh current policies have have led us to where we're at today how did we get here Well, very simply, we got here through the 94 executive actions that the Biden administration took within their first 100 days to upend, terminate, and reverse every single proven and effective policy that the Trump administration had put in place over the course of that term, which at the end of it had established the most secure southern border in our nation's history. You know, they bragged about all of these actions, how they were undoing all these policies. And all that did was unleash a historic and ongoing humanitarian and security crisis at our southern border. And unfortunately, the numbers have gotten to be so high that I do share your concern that people are getting numb to them because it's Mm. just record after record after record. Yeah, even I didn't realize it was 94. 94 executive orders in the first 100 days. That's insane. To as you said and 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 celebrated the fact that they were ruining that they were undoing all of the good that had been done at the southern border. So just again, just for the sake of of sort of resetting the conversation for everybody to realize just how bad we are. Uh, off right now what what are what are some of the things that were in place some of the major you know we hear about the remain in mexico policy and you know and things like that what what are some of the of the biggest things that were undone uh or or put into place by the biden administration that could be put back in place in the future uh, under a different administration that could maybe start to to have uh, a quick uh, impact on trying to make things better. I mean, it's a long road to go. I'm not saying there's a magic pill or anything like that, but um, but what are the what are some of the of the big uh, of the big orders or or issues that were reversed by the Biden administration that that could be put back in place that would that would help tremendously. 
he rightfully identified the most effective border policy that President Trump put in place, which was the migrant protection protocols or the remain in Mexico policy. And and why that policy succeeded was because it just said very simply, if you're going to make an asylum claim, you'll have your day in court. But until that day, you're going to have to wait in Mexico instead of disappearing into American communities. And as we know, and the Biden administration knows, about 85 to 90 percent of the asylum claims made are bogus. They are exploiting these policies that are currently in place to be released. Um, so remain in Mexico is in the law, it is proven it would work. Another policy that they ended on day one was what was known as the asylum cooperative agreements. Now, these were strategic agreements that had been struck with the Northern Triangle countries and said, if you are from Honduras and you're claiming asylum, you can go seek that in El Salvador and we will help transport you there. You do not get to choose your location of seeking humanitarian relief. If you are truly fleeing persecution, which is what the requirement is, then you go to the first safest place. You don't go to the most economically advantageous country. Um, They stopped border wall construction. They issued a 100-day freeze on deportations. I mean, all that does is send an invitation to the world that says if you can get in, you will be immune from prosecution and there will be no There's no deterrence in the system and there's no accountability. Uh, And again, it's just a laundry list of things. Every single item that said we're going to we're going to vet you, we're going to hold you accountable and we're going to deport you when your day in court has said that that you have no right to be there. Every single one of those was undone. And instead, it has been a massive nationwide catch and release scheme, uh, which they've been handed out work permits and through NGOs, nonprofit organizations using our taxpayer dollars, illegal aliens are getting debit cards with money. They're getting housing, meals, clothing. Uh, It's really just an outrageous um, sort of overhaul of the immigration system. Rob, this is Katie. I just wanted to ask you uh, all the thousands and thousands of people illegally coming into this country right now. If we were to have President Trump in office, how would we go about capturing catching and possibly deporting these illegal immigrants if we were to have a Republican back in the office in 2024 and beyond? Well, that's a great question. And the Biden administration has clearly created a giant mess. And so it's going to be much like, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? It's going to be one bite at a time. And so the first thing that you do is you have to just let ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, do their job. Right now, they are prohibited from enforcing the law against almost every illegal alien. So simply let them do their job. What people may not realize is there are 1.5 million illegal aliens who have gone through the entire immigration court system, been told you have no right to be here, and yet they still remain. That's that an easy, that's low-hanging fruit population to identify, pick up, and remove. Uh, you also need to use state and local law enforcement as a force multiplier and empower them to execute federal immigration authority, which, which this administration could do, and they refuse to do so. Go into, the, go into the state and local jails. If you have an illegal alien there, support them. And, and you just continue to close off all of the benefits that the Biden administration has given illegal aliens, where the work permits are. Start going into some of those uh, workplaces if necessary, or when they're supposed to check in at the ICE office um, you, you can get them there. Um, this idea that illegal aliens should be immune from repercussions for, for violating our immigration laws is just contrary to how our system works. So, again, there's a strategic way of going about it. It is not going 
to be easy, but I think when you see a an America first president like a like a President Trump again, you will get the resources, the personnel, and the policies to make it happen. You, you you said something. You, you said something that was so perfect. We're talking to Rob Law. Uh, he is with the America First Policy Institute, expert on border security and illegal immigration. And the you said the benefits uh, for illegal immigrants that the Biden administration has given, and, and benefits is truly the word. Mm-hmm. It, it just from your from your expertise, um, it, it could. Could this administration do any more to make it to, to make it uh, beneficial to break the law and come across our border and live however you want to live? You don't even have to abide by uh, American law when you're here if you're an illegal immigrant. I mean, it, 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 could they have done a worse job in your opinion than what they have done over the over the course of the last three years? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, they are, they're getting work permits. They're getting in-state tuition. They're basically getting free health care because legal aliens tend to go into emergency rooms mm-hmm. where they cannot be refused. And then they skip out on the payment often. And then do you know who's left putting the bill? You and me and yeah. everybody else. So again, there's, there's not a single element of, of taxpayer resources that haven't seemed to find the priority distribution to illegal aliens. You see, you know, distraught communities like Chicago, local residents there say, what's going on? We're, we're suffering. Why are our resources being cut and you're giving them to illegal aliens? You see police officers in New York, not only are they getting assaulted by illegal aliens, but their overtime pay is being cut, even though they're still expected to patrol longer and longer, longer hours because the city has become more dangerous, partly because of the influx of illegal aliens, but also because of other progressive policies that are failing uh, the American people. So Donald Trump came out and he said, I think yesterday, it was very recently, he said that he addressed the uh, the border uh, when talking about um, you know his presidential campaign and said that he would execute the largest deportation effort in history on day one when he was uh, if he was to be elected again. So that's the path that we would head down if Donald Trump or you know the Republican party is put back into power in November what is the path that we will continue to be on what are the next steps that you could see uh, if we continue on the path that Joe that Joe Biden has put us on I mean, we've talked about things like making it legal for non-citizens to vote um, we've you know amnesty is always hanging uh, out there and part of the discussion um, just how bad could it get, and what and what 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 could be next if if Joe Biden is allowed to stay on the same path that he is now? Well, the United States will be unrecognizable if we have four more years of Biden administration policies uh, the way they have been at, at the southern border. Um, to date, there's been over 10 million illegal aliens that have crossed the border. Now, not all of them made it successfully into the United States, but a good number of them did. Uh, that's unsustainable. In addition to all the other downstream negative effects that we've already talked about, there will be a constant push for amnesty. They'll basically say the system is so overwhelmed. So let's just clear the deck and start over. And we promise this will be the last amnesty. Well, they said the same thing to Ronald Reagan in the 1980s. And what was a illegal alien population of about 3 million, you know, quickly exploded after amnesty. Amnesty is never the answer. Uh, beyond that, illegal aliens get counted in the census, which 
you know, alters the political landscape of our country, even if they're not able to vote. By being counted, you give blue states disproportionate representation. They get extra congressional seats. They get extra votes in the electoral college. And all of those things have impacts on the entire country. Uh, and, and so the numbers are unsustainable. Every single month seems to be a record-setting month, and very few illegal aliens are actually being removed. And, and I, I, you know, four more years of this, I just think you've completely surrendered the sovereignty of this country, uh, thrown open our, our borders, and, and we're no longer that that great shining light uh, to the world that we, you know, that the American experience mm-hmm. is supposed to be. Uh, before we run out of time, I want to I want to read you this quote from Elon Musk. Elon Musk obviously is you know anything that he says or does is going to make news because of who he is. But he's also a legal immigrant. He is also somebody that came to this country uh, legally, so he's got that you know that that personal stake in this particular situation. It's something that he has been very vocal about the southern border and, and the immigration situation. And he said uh, last night on Twitter, quote. Dems won't deport because every illegal is a highly likely vote at some point. That simple incentive explains what seems to be insane behavior. It has become so brazen that a gang of illegals can beat up police officers on camera in Times Square and get a get out of jail free card and still not get deported. Uh, this, of course, has been a follow up to other times that he has written things like, quote, Biden's strategy is very simple. One, get as many illegals in the country as possible Two, legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one party state. That is why they are encouraging so much illegal immigration, simple yet effective. Uh, is Elon Musk right in, in those statements? Is, is, is his uh, characterization of the situation an accurate one, in your opinion, Rob? It absolutely is. Uh, there's really no other explanation for it because uh, why else would you basically surrender the southern border to the Mexican cartels and the human trafficking networks unless the current political party in power thought that there was the long-term benefit for it? Because there's clearly no benefit to the American people. They have resoundingly rejected these policies. And yet for three straight years, this administration continues to basically dig in, claim that there's nothing wrong and admire the situation, gaslight the American people that the border is secure when you know with your own eyes and experiences that it's that it's not. Uh, and, and so there must be another reason. And I think the points that Elon Musk has identified certainly seem to fit the bill as to as to what's going on and, and what's driving it. So unfortunately, we're just about out of time. I hope we can get you back on to continue this conversation because this is an issue that obviously we could do hours on. We could never get it all in, in, in you know, one 10, 15 minute interview. But in the meantime, uh, if, if for people that, you know, what what is the message to people to make a difference? I mean, I, I, I think voting, obviously making your vote heard at the ballot box, not just in the presidential race, but in local races as well. Um, you know, is is the most powerful tool that every American has to uh, make their voice heard. But what else can people do, in your opinion, to uh, to try to influence leaders to 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 fix this uh, this horrible situation at the border? Uh, I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, they, sure. they need to call their U.S. senator and Senate leadership and demand that the Senate does its constitutional duty and hold the trial to in, to convict, impeach DHS Secretary Mayorkas 
Uh, he is responsible for this. It needs to be held accountable, and that is the mechanism of doing so. Right now, Chuck Schumer is trying to, to bury this and hope that everyone has forgotten that Mayorkas was impeached. Uh, so, again, call your, your senators plus the Senate leadership and demand that, you know, the trial actually take place. Uh, and then also, you know, the states can have a role in this, too. Uh, you see with, with, in Texas with Governor Abbott, you know, suing the governor, suing the federal government. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, your state get involved as well. Either join on to the lawsuit, bring your own litigation to challenge this refusal to enforce our immigration laws. Um, you, you don't have to stand by and just wait. Voting, of course, is incredibly important, but there is a role uh, for accountability that can take place between now and November. Rob Law with the America First Policy Institute. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for being back on the show with us, and we hope to talk to you again very soon. Have a great rest of your day.